Here we go now. Who wants to get funky? Who wants to get a little creative out there? Which one of you want to get a little bit artsy now? Well then get on with your bad self. Hey, 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 everybody. It is me, Heath Armstrong, and I'm here today to do a little special for you once again. I want to talk about some of the things that I've been going through, some of the goals I've set and how far I've gone to achieving them, and and kind of the process of how I got to where I am, Uh, just to keep you all updated on what I'm doing, because I think that a lot of us are in the same position and it's good to share these types of things. If you're looking for an interview, just skip on to the next episode uh, because this will not have an interview with a creative, but I can promise you that there's going to be just as much value in this as one of those interviews. So so hold on tight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because we're going to get into all the sacrifices that I've made uh, since I started my personal revolution all the accomplishments since I've started recreating my inner champion and some of the most important things that I've learned so far along the way. Okay, so it's going to be a good episode packed with content and I hope you all enjoy it. If you like this, uh, I want you to send me a tweet at HB underscore Armstrong and just put keep it funky on there. And I'll know what you're talking about because I appreciate interacting with you guys and and I thank you so much for listening to the show. And I have so much to learn from you just as much as uh, you do from me and all the guests that I have on the show. So definitely get in touch in any way possible. But I've noticed that in my entire life, you know, growing up, I, I really had a problem with getting out of my comfort zone. And this is a big topic And I think that it's an extremely important topic. Uh, I was always very shy. I did not, uh, somewhat of an introvert. I didn't want to talk to somebody that I didn't have to talk to unless I wanted to initiate the conversation. But I learned to get over that fear. And on the other side of the fence, it, it is so much better. Now, I'm not saying that when I'm in particular situations, that's not still how I feel. Because there are times where I, you know, I could be out in public and I'm just not up for talking to everybody and being a social butterfly. But there are situations where it comes in super handy. And I'm not a whiz kid. I was never at the top of my class, really. I checked in for a team that was pretty much more interested in engaging in extreme acts of excitement and exploration rather than dedication to you know, traditional events and things like that. And I've done some really bad things in my life as a kid and growing up that will sit heavy, you know, for the rest of my life. We all experience things like this, but, and I've also done some amazing things that drive me towards continued growth as a meaningful person, as an understanding spirit, and as an activist towards healing, uh, kind of the depravity in, in humanity itself. You know, with the negatives, the experiences have always sprouted into change for the better, I believe. And it's all about self-evaluation. So one time I woke up face down, pants down in an apartment that I'd never been to. Uh, It was completely empty, without furniture. I'm not kidding you. This is when I was in college. 
it didn't feel very satisfying. You know, I woke up, there was absolutely nothing in this apartment. The first thing I thought was, I mean, holy shit, where am I? You know, what kind of diseases have I contracted? What what happened to me last night? And then I started thinking, you know what? Wow. <laughs> I'm really lucky to be alive right now. Like seriously, really lucky to be alive. Anything could have happened. And no offense to those that do have serious diseases, but you know, I could have contracted AIDS or HIV or hepatitis. I mean, who knows what would have happened, but it's enough to kind of shift your train of thought and consider the consequences of being careless and abusive to your mind and your body. I mean, for the first time, I really had to think about it. And I used to think it was this great big accomplishment, you know, like beat my chest. Ooh, me, man. Uh, to be able to drink copious amounts of alcohol to the extent of just disgusting the entire country of Ireland. I mean, really, I, I used to take it down. And it's entirely okay to be upset with the 70% of college students that blow thousands of dollars in student loan money, as I did, on Evan Williams and Bush Light and Tylenol, you know, to bring the cure back the next day. I mean, it is America. The home of the brave. <laughs> we learn from our experiences and they are definitely powerful, but you know, it's crazy for me to think about those days and how much they really handicapped and delayed what we all truly desire in life, which is meaning. If I had spent those four years educating myself, reaching out to mentors, creating to the extent that I have been the last six months of my journey, I'd be traveling the world right now. I'd be making a difference in every way possible, but that is not how I spent that time. The time is right now, guys. It's right now. I'm not going to lie around and cry and poop my pants every day because I'm upset with my past. You know, I can't change that. And we've talked about that. And if you've listened to Hal Elrod's episode 16, he really gets into this can't change it mentality. It's unbelievable. I highly suggest you go back and listen to that. But what I can change is my future. And that's the only thing that deserves my attention right now. It's truly, truly disturbing how as average humans, we ponder on sorrow for ourselves and experiences from the past to the extent of letting it fill the rest of our lives with just cold misery. I mean, the type of mindset is proven to have a negative effect on others we spend our time around, so why do we do it? You know, we shouldn't be okay with letting this happen. We should be naturally, we should naturally desire to selflessly and really continuously add value to the lives of everybody around us. I mean, everyone. Everyone that comes around me, I should be thinking of ways that I can add value to them, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done in the past, no matter where they're going in the future. You know, my past does not equal my future. Yours doesn't either. Neither does anybody else's. So we've got two options. You can live your life holding on to the past, making these excuses feeling sorry for yourself, or you can accept that you can't change the past, you can accept your current situation, and you can take action to slowly build the life that you love. Now, why would you not do that? You know, are you going to sit around and mope and cry all day, or are you going to change? You know, make that change. Make that step forward and build the life you love. So I like to call it, get off the tit. 
You know, get off the tit and work. We're too old to be breastfeeding. We're not attached anymore. Do something for yourself. If you feel if you feel pity for yourself or if you need some serious inspiration, I'm telling you, listen to episode 16 with Hal Elrod. He literally was hit head on by a drunk driver and declared dead for six minutes. He stopped breathing for six minutes. He battled a diagnosis with paralysis and permanent brain damage, something that would send nearly 99.99% of people into severe depression forever. Well, what did he do? He accepted that he could not change the situation, and he decided to be a pos- as positive as possible and embrace the life that he had in the best way possible. I mean, he chose the second option, guys. Nine days later, he got up and took his first step, and he went on to run an ultra marathon. I mean, signed up for a regular marathon and then right before decided they were going to do an ultra marathon. Ran 52 miles. Think about that. So he wrote all about this in his book, The Miracle Morning. You all need to check that out right now. So it doesn't happen overnight. It's some it's some of the hardest work in the world, and I'm not even close to being where I want to be, but I'm telling you that every single day gets a little better. My smile gets a little bigger, which is infectious to others around me, which makes them happier. And it, it really does have a positive effect on the world when you do this. I don't have a perfect life. Now, I've never asked for one, but I'm fully aware that anything and everything that I do in this moment right now is going to directly affect what happens next. Because of this, I can shape my future in any way that I please. And I am. You better damn right believe that I am. So the only person you are destined to become is the person you choose to be. That's a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that I love. It sums all of that up. The only person you are destined to become is the person you choose to be. Okay? And then a quote from Hal Elrod that I love also, I've got it up right in front of me on my visualization board, is everything is difficult before it's easy and everything is uncomfortable before it's comfortable. All it takes is the commitment to action. Boom. Listen to that. Listen to the guy. He has done it. He has gone from the lowest to the highest. I mean, literally, by simply reaching out to others and asking for help, I have been able to, and you can too, reevaluate the perception that you have on this world. Look at the meaning of life from an angle that most people will never understand. Okay? I want everybody to understand that. You can look at life from an angle that most people will never understand. It all starts with stepping out of your comfort zone and getting a little figgity funky with life. It only takes one person to set off an infectious reactor in your mind that will drive you to be the person that you truly, honestly love. And it's a person that you can be. You know, it is it is your purpose in life to become that person. And it all starts when you stop wishing. Quit wishing, okay? Now, I remember... When I wished I could get up earlier in the morning and run, uh, I wished I could relieve my stress. I wished I could plant a garden. I wished I could make more money. I wished I could travel the world. I wished I could create stronger relationships with my family and friends. Uh, I, I wished I could make mobile applications. I wished I could make a podcast. I wished I could rack that cheddar cheese, you know? I buried, buried myself in so much shit 
that all the baby wipes in the world couldn't get me out. I am dead serious. Buried myself. You think you're the only one. You're not. Okay? You got to take action and push yourself to become the person that you wish you were. The brain works in patterns and is uncomfortable with these weird habits that we're not used to. But it's capable of reformatting itself whenever you decide. Okay? It is very comfortable with habits in general, just not what you're used to. It is capable of reformatting itself whenever you decide. I have decided to become a champion. You can too. We all have an inner champion. Bust it out. Go put on a badass outfit and sit around for a day. Think of yourself as a champion. If you start thinking, it will happen. Slowly but surely every single day. Your brain works in patterns. One of the most grind out, eye-opening methods I've been practicing is slowly simplifying my life, okay? I am removing objects that I have some sort of material attachment with and I'm replacing them with activities or actions to kind of reach my goals or visions of my future. You know, like things like reading, like educating myself, uh, giving back, meditating, exercising, relationship building. I mean, with this, I am eliminating worldly distractions, these everyday distractions that come at us from every single angle. So, so when we eliminate these, it literally, literally directly results in less decisions that have to be made in more productivity. You will be astonished, absolutely astonished when you discover how much you really don't miss your television playing three hours a day every single night. I mean, come on. We live in a world that's flooded with so much junk and materialistic bullshit that we forget that there is still a reality out there. We lose so much touch with our relationships. I mean, we trade our families and our friends for our iPhone screens and reality television. I mean, give me a break. We're slowly committing suicide while living vicariously through celebrity relationship drama. I mean, that sums up the majority of our country. The United States, I mean, might have listeners from other places, that's great, but this is a worldly problem as well. You know, if you spend even a second admiring someone else's life, you're inevitably spitting in your own face and delaying the life that you should be building. I mean, why would you do that? Be happy for who you are and make something of yourself. Everything starts with accepting yourself and being thankful for you and what you have. If you want to then take that situation and make it different, you have to be willing to do something different first. You can't just keep doing the same shit over and over again. Get back in touch with the world. Build up some positive energy and fill the story of your life with meaning. That stuff that makes you happy, that zest, that energy blast. I mean, it's so much more exciting on that side of the fence. So I love this Jim Morrison quote, okay? He he was so different, and I know that he wasn't the best role model for people, I get that, but he was extremely creative, he was out of touch with society, and I think that through his poetry and through his words, this guy had a lot figured out. He said, the most important kind of freedom is to be what you really are. You trade in your reality for a role, you trade in your sense for an act, you give up your ability to feel and in exchange, put on a mask. 
There can't be any large-scale revolution until there's a personal revolution on an individual level. It's got to happen inside first. I mean, think about that. Unbelievable. You have got to, got to change the way that you think before you can do anything else. You cannot put the blame on anybody else. It is on you. Everything that happens from this moment on is because you either allow it or you make a decision to go in that direction. I understand that there's things that happen out there that are out of our control, but I'm talking about personal change. You have control of that. So I wanted to share with you guys a lot of these sacrifices that I've made since I started my personal revolution, since I started becoming a champion. I mean, discovering my inner champion. Number one, eliminating household distractions that I used to depend on one by one, like we just talked about. So I've been I've eliminated the television um, except for some local channels that I get over the air, ABC, NBC, and things like that, that we rarely turn on, but I am a sports fanatic, so I do I, I do partake in lots of college football and NFL and things like that. Got it, gotta love it. Excessive clothing. You know, I've I've read in books and I actually talked to a couple mentors of mine about excessive clothing and uh, really getting down to the basics when you have so much clothes. You know, really, how much of it do you actually wear? And I know it's hard to get rid of material possessions, uh, but it actually took me three or four times to go through my closets. And every time I found more stuff that I was like, oh, I guess I really don't wear this. Even though the time before, I was like, oh, I definitely want to keep this. It just takes step by step to get rid of this stuff. So I've gone through and I've, and I've, donated all this excessive clothing that I never wore. Some of it was perfectly good, but I mean, it's not one of my favorites. I don't wear it. What's the point of having it? It's taking up space. Somebody else can use it. Somebody that needs it. So so I've done that. Leisure items. I mean, eliminating so many leisure items in the household that that don't even need to be there. I mean, wh- why do you have some of these things? You know, do you really need a $3,000 grill? You know, you can have a $150 grill that does the exact same thing. Furniture, you know, my girlfriend's really pushing me to get rid of our couch upstairs because her family, they actually have a very Persian culture and, you know, most of the Persians actually sit on the floor and they have these big pillows and rugs and things like that. And she says it's more simple and she wants to do it. Okay. I don't know how I feel about, you know, getting rid of my couch but I will eliminate furniture that we don't need and clear up space. So we've been doing it. You know, I, I did get rid of one couch, but we haven't gotten to the point where we're sitting on rugs yet. I'm not sure if we're going to get to that point or not. Maybe one room of the house, but it is an interesting thing to think about. In the United States, everybody has so much furniture. and Nobody ever wants to sit on the floor, but in a lot of these other cultures, they do sit on the floor. You know, you don't need excessive couches. We don't need sectionals wrapping around every corner of our house to sit on. Uh, it, it is a little bit ridiculous. Electronics, you know, appliances, there's all sorts of these things that you can go around your house and analyze. Do you really need a microwave? I know it's very convenient to have. I understand that. But do you really need it? It's not that good for you to eat stuff out of the microwave, by the way. And you can get out a stovetop, pan, pot, Put whatever you're going to heat up in that, and it only takes a couple minutes. You know, it took me a while to get used to. I was against 
getting rid of the microwave, but we did it. And now that we haven't had it, hell, I feel like I never even needed it. So it's pretty crazy. So this, this kind of stuff has really freed up a couple hours of my day because they're not distracting me anymore, right? Sleep, number two. Okay, I absolutely love sleep too. And I believe we all need a certain amount of sleep for our brains and bodies to function correctly. Uh, but but it's capped at eight hours, guys. I mean, I, I went from waking up at 7 a.m. to waking up at 4 a.m. And now I get more done before 7 a.m. than I used to in an entire day. This type of progress early in the morning sets the pace for the entire day, and I now be, I've now become probably about three times more productive, knowing all the mischievous things that I was doing while you were sleeping. Ooh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, bars number three. Yeah, I'm a normal, hip, fun dude. You know, like to have fun with my friends, drink some beers, party a little bit. Uh, but I used to take it to the extreme, not even realizing how much it was affecting my life. You know, when I sat down and analyzed the money I was spending, it was easily probably 20% of my earnings on restaurants and bar tabs. Like what the hell? This doesn't mean that I can't have fun. It means I get to have more fun essentially. I mean, I realized by cutting back my bar and restaurant visits uh, to two to 3% of my earnings, Whoa, I could save a shit ton of money. I mean, a bunch of money. I now take that money and I use it to plan trips and do things on my bucket list extensively, guys. Like this year alone, I've taken trips to San Diego, La Jolla, New Orleans. Uh, we've been to Tahoe. I mean, all over the place. And, and I've planned and paid for a trip to Beverly Hills coming up for my buddy's wedding. And... Costa Rica is coming up for New Year's. That's right. And this is stuff I would have never been able to do if I just kept going to bars every night and spending money. I always thought, well, I don't have any money. I can't go on any of those trips. Really? Is that really the problem? No, I think it's where you're spending your money. And I've always been pretty good at managing my money, but we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, yes, it's hard to say, nah, dude, I think I'm going to stay in tonight. Yeah, I'm a loser, you know, whatever. Uh, but the next day, does it really matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. So when you take that money and you spend it on these things that you truly love, like world travel, I mean, come on, nothing's better than that. And you're not, it, it, there's nothing that can be that can be said in place of, of that. So that is a very important one. I think you all should uh, really pay attention to, you know, analyze your money. And I think there's all sorts of tips and uh, tricks and apps out there now that will tell you exactly how you spend your money and it makes it much easier. I've also attended like a bunch of uh, music and art festivals paid for with the same money this year. So that's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Hobbies. Okay. Number four, not all sacrifices are good. And I wanted to note this and be completely honest for a reason. You know, there are things that you might love that will slip under the carpet when making these transitions but the mindset is that you will learn to organize and structure so well that these things will return in the future at a higher rate than before. I've given up some like amazing things and neglected time with my best friends and my family. I mean, I have, I'll admit it. But I've learned how to optimize my time and eliminate painful tasks tenfold along the way. You know, this this is already spit 
bundles of free time back into my face while at the same time increasing my productivity like drastically. And those are my pups in the background wrestling if, if that's what you were wondering. But I can now start working, you know, my hobbies and relationships back into the mix and it feels so, so, so good. So yeah, you might have to cut some of that stuff out early so that you can get in the right groove and get a little funky. But once you get to the other side, guys, you can bring all that stuff back in and do it even more than you did before. It's an important point. So I, I've had a lot of accomplishments since recreating my inner champion, since since trying to, to discover myself. And I wanted to go through this list real quick of things that I've accomplished because I can look through a gap of college and on the, the next couple years out of college where I was doing a lot of drinking and just hanging out with friends and there was like no accomplishments. So over the past year or so since I've decided to attack this stuff, I've increased my sales and revenue for my day job. You know, I work eight to 10 hours a day selling wholesale chemicals. I have had an amazing opportunity to learn from some of the greatest, uh, one particular mentor who, who just has taught me everything there is about sales. And it is amazing. Uh, but that's not something that I want to do the rest of my life, obviously. But I look at it positively because if you, if you listen to the Dave Lent interview, which was episode 25, I believe, when I talked to him, he literally told me that you can't look at your day job negatively because it's giving you the opportunity to pay for things, uh, to support yourself, to support your family, and also do these other things on the side. The opportunity is there because you are bringing in money. It is your money hustle, and the things that you love doing is your job, okay? So the podcast and websites, mobile apps, those things that I just love, that is what my job is. That's what I have to convince myself of. My day job is my money hustle, and that's okay because it's there for a reason. So I look at it positively, and I try to do the best I can there. I don't slack off. I don't push myself under the table. I do everything I can because it makes me feel good, okay? I've started two side companies, Lexington Web Solutions, where we do web design, uh, with one other guy and Greenstring Incorporated, where we are doing mobile application development. And I'm learning a lot there and it's so much fun. Uh, I've launched this new website, artsynow.com. Guys, check it out if you haven't been on the website. And I'm going to continuously build content for it. And it's it's going to be uh, an ongoing project for as long as I could think. I don't plan on ever giving it up. So uh, keep, keep listening and keep supporting and, uh, and spreading the word. I appreciate it. Through this podcast, it has allowed me to interview inspiring creatives all over the world. I have talked to people all over the world, Thailand, Holland, South Africa, you name it. I mean, it is the most fascinating thing ever. Guys, you need to you need to look into something like this. I mean, not just that it's giving me authority because I'm a figure who has the opportunity to interview these people. It does. But these friendships and this network that I'm building is so, so powerful. The people that I talk to on a regular basis now are people all over the world that I didn't even know and would have never known and even existed. These people are doing amazing things. I used to just talk to my friends on the phone, you know, 20 minutes down the road about football or booze or something. But now I'm on the phone with, you know, people in the United Kingdom doing masterminds. I mean, it is unbelievable and it's so much fun. So 
thanks for being a part of supporting it. So along the way, and if you listen to the other uh, special I did earlier called uh, Heady Special Meditation for the Not-So-Interested, you'll know that I've discovered the stress-relieving, life-changing power of meditation. It is unbelievable, and and you need to go listen to that because there's a whole podcast about that. I've joined an app mastermind group with a hugely successful mentor in London, which is Paul Kemp, and he runs the App Guy podcast. I love it. I mean, the guy has become a huge friend to me, a huge mentor, and I, I don't have words to explain what it means to me. I mean, he he gave me his attention for absolutely no reason, guys. People out there are willing to do that. I'm willing to do that for anybody who needs help, or anybody who needs guidance. Just get in contact with me. You know, follow me on Twitter, HB underscore Armstrong. Send me an email, uh, create at artsynow.com. Get on the website through the contact form, whatever you need to do. I, I want to hear from you. Connecting and, and getting out there and just talking to people can change everything. Um, I've initiated the Artsy Now Foundation, so I'm getting that on the roll because I want to help inspire children to follow their dreams and you know, ultimately discover the amazing possibilities of life. And I've had some great guests on that have talked about this and the episodes haven't come out yet, but it, it is a huge, huge, huge step for me and I, it means a lot to me to do this. You know, I, I want children to know that you don't have to grow up and sit in a cubicle. You don't have to. You can. You don't have to. There's all sorts of creative outlets, and they just they don't know that. And I go to Eastern Kentucky all the time, and a lot of these kids, they're out of school within like, I don't know, 6th, 7th grade, right? They've never been out of their counties. They're never going to leave their counties because their parents tell them that there's nothing else out there. They don't want to leave their counties. I mean, they have a negative attitude towards leaving these tiny little towns. They think the rest of the world is against them. That's what they are taught. And it's terrible, guys. I want these kids to be able to go to music festivals, go to art festivals, and see the possibilities in life. And it could change everything for them. Uh, I started a running plan. And... Wow, does it kick my energy up. It's amazing. And Lindsay and I are doing this together. But I've run about 122 miles in two months. And that's what it was at. And I'm planning on doing about 350 by the end of the year. So I I pushed up my previous goal of hitting 200 for this year. Now, 122 is what I logged actually about four weeks ago. So I'm actually at 157.5 now. And I kind of slacked off last month. I only ran like, I don't know, 10 miles a week or something. But it gets easier as you go. And, and it's something that I suggest if anybody uh, is a runner out there, you know what I'm talking about. So exercise in general, guys. Do five minutes of yoga. Do a couple push-ups. Do a couple pull-ups. Do some jumping jacks. Anything to get your blood moving in the morning. Drink a glass of water. Do some jumping jacks. It'll get your mind rolling. Get your blood moving. And you'll feel so much better. I've traveled more than I ever have now since I started this journey. Now, we talked about that earlier, and that's something that's huge. And it's all because I stopped spending money where it didn't matter, and I started spending it where it did. And I've got several uh, cross-world trips planned out for next year. So making moves on my visualization board, everybody needs to get up and do that too. Why would you not want to? You know, Make a visualization board, put the stuff up there that you want Look at it every day. Say that you will get to those points and it will happen. 
I promise you it will happen. I've also completely eliminated fast food from my life. Haven't had one drop of fast food this entire year. Uh, That feels good. I don't even miss it. I mean, when I see these places, I literally just zone them out. I've trained my subconscious to not even think about fast food. It, It really disgusts me actually like driving by a McDonald's and seeing these lines of like 45 people in the drive-thru line and nobody inside because they're too lazy to get out of their cars in the morning. The the drive-thru line's parading out into the middle of the road and stopping traffic in rush hour. I mean, give me a break, guys. That the food isn't even like real. You don't you don't need it. You you can eat something so much better, feel so much better. I know that it's the salty goodness. I know it's quick and it tastes amazing. There are other things in life that taste amazing and are quick too, uh, that are natural, that, that are good for you, that'll make you feel better, that'll make you lose weight, that'll make you healthier, that you can attack. So th- these are all things that I've accomplished since recreating my inner champion, and I'm proud of it. I am. I wanted to share that with you. So it, it wasn't easy. I've worked my pale white ass off from four in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and yeah, I've had some rough patches. It's hard with relationships. You feel like you disconnect a little bit, and I know that. And those are things that I still have to work on. But if we only do things that we feel like doing, we are never, never going to do the things that we dream of. Get out there. Do the shit you don't feel like doing. Make something happen. Be a champion, guys. These are some of the most important things I've learned so far, okay, along the way. And it's it's been about a year now since I made the decision that I was going to start. And the last six months, I've been going heavy on it. But good things happen to those that give. Absolutely. Good things happen to those that give. I love helping people more than anything in the world. And it really does come back around in ways that you guys could never imagine. Give, 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 give. Party with your pants down. <laughs> it's going to end well. I'm not saying go give your house to somebody. I'm not saying, you know, give everything you own away and and live on the streets. You know, some people have done that and that's worked out for them, I guess, to bring them back to reality, but just just give. Do nice things for people. Help out where you can. Don't expect anything in return. And it'll all come back around again. Um Going to college for money rather than passion is a huge mistake. I figured this one out. Taking the initiative to do what you love early and the money will build around it. If, if you take initiative and start building your life around what you love, when you go to college, guys, follow what interests you. Don't go to the first class you can get into. Think, oh, I have to dread myself and change my class if... if uh, if I want to do something that I love, but that's too much of a task, you know, I'll just go ahead and take this class. And then one class leads to two classes, two classes leads to a semester. And you have a degree that you have no interest in. I did it. I know. Okay. Why? No idea. I guess it was easy. It was what I was supposed to do. It's what, it's what, um, my family and friends and everybody in, in society thought that that was the right step. You know, you go towards the money you go to school for something that you don't particularly love. Uh, as long as it makes good money, you can make a good living. Big, big mistake. Uh, 
don't do it, okay? Take initiative to do what you love early and the money will build around it. Then you can go use that money for awesome things instead of buying copious amounts of alcohol to numb your hatred for life. I did it. I've been through it. I'm out of it. Love life now. Don't make the mistake that I did. Scheduling is the most powerful tool ever when implemented correctly. So plan each day. Plan each day by selecting the two main goals you want to accomplish for the day and designate blocks of time to complete those tasks. A huge tool for this would be Google uh, Google Calendar. I mean, they allow you to just schedule out all day, whatever you want, reoccurring events, anything. Designate blocks of time to complete the tasks that you need to complete and eliminate distractions while you do this. Don't overwhelm yourself with a giant to-do list. Don't do that. They only cause procrastination and sometimes hemorrhoids. Ooh, you don't want that. So, so think of the two main goals you want to accomplish for the day. Write them down. Think about how much time it's going to take you to accomplish them. Set aside those blocks of time and do those. Eliminate other distractions. Put, you know, turn your phone off. Turn your Facebook off. Get those tasks done. If you do that every day for a month, even a week, think about that. Two main tasks a day for a week. That's 14 main tasks you accomplished in a week. When was the last time you did that? Bet you haven't in a long time. It is insanely powerful. Do it. You got to focus on the right things, okay? Eliminate the filler tasks that aren't leading towards your goal and... It'll revolutionize things. Being as being insanely efficient at useless tasks really isn't that cool. You know, it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, you did a hundred things, but none of them meant anything. Who cares? Eliminate the filler tasks that aren't getting towards your goal. Find what your goal is. Backtrack how you're going to get there. Eliminate everything else. The most important things will trump. All those little filler tasks any day, you won't even realize that you were never even doing them. You got to keep your attitude positive too, okay? I know I go through slumps. Sometimes I'm like, man, I'm just a failure. I feel like I failed. I feel like everything I've done has led to nothing. It's a dead end and nothing good is going to come of it. And I'm, I'm a failure, okay? Everybody goes through stuff like that. It's human nature. It's, it's in our culture. It's in our humanity. Genetics is the word I was looking for, but... So when I'm pissed or upset, I accomplish nothing. I cause stress to those around me. I cause stress to myself. It's harmful. But when I'm positive and accepting, I beast mode productivity like a champion. And I make people smile. So what's better? Keep your attitude positive. It can change everything. Taking breaks is crucial, guys. Taking breaks to clear the mind is crucial. So I had a guest on Josh Earl, an amazing podcast. Check it out. But artsynow.com forward slash Josh Earl. He recommended to me the Pomodoro technique. Some of you might know this. Some of you might not. But it implements 25-minute blocks of pure concentration followed by a five-minute break in a continuous loop over and over. Unbelievable. You would think that this isn't going to work, you know, because when I get into things, I want to do them. I want to get them done. I want to go, 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 get them done. So I'm like, oh, 25 minutes in, 
I'm not going to take a break yet. I'd just rather get it done and then take a break, right? When you get in the groove of doing this, it keeps your mind so clear. You'll be surprised how much more you can get done and how much longer you can go. Uh, and so if you haven't heard about Josh Earl, he, he is unbelievable. I highly suggest you checking out that, that podcast episode. One one other major thing I've learned is obviously decisions can paralyze you. The easiest option is to flip a coin because as soon as it's in the air, guess what? If you have a decision, flip that coin. As soon as it's in the air, you immediately know what you really want, regardless of the outcome. Am I right or am I wrong? You flip a coin, trying to decide something, and you know, like, you know, when you catch it, like, oh, I hope it's heads. I hope it's tails. So right then and there, you know what you need to do. Go with your gut. Choose yourself. Okay. Choose yourself. When you flip that coin, you know, so, so do it. If you have to flip it, do it. It'll immediately show you the way that you want to go without even, regardless of what the, the coin ends up being. So on, on top of choosing yourself, be yourself, be you. Don't filter or hold back or change the way you relate to the world because of external influences. Like, here's a good example. Go back and listen to my first couple episodes of the podcast. My God. Like, how tight was I? Stiff, structured, nervous? Like, you get, you got to be yourself. You got to get into the voice. And, and I know those episodes weren't the greatest, but, but now I've got my groove and there's no structure and I love it. I, just because I'm myself, I'm more comfortable. Everybody else is more comfortable. And I'll admit that, but you are you for a reason. I am I for a reason. And it's the person that everybody loves. Everybody wants you to be you. If you want to if you want to go out and pogo stick across the United States with only your tube socks on, then do it. So much respect for you. I swear to God, I'm going to do it one day. Uh, be all the David Bowie that you can be, you know, be weird. Do your thing. Who cares? You know, this isn't, this isn't middle school, uh, English class where the cheerleaders are going to make fun of you if you're yourself. Like you're an adult, you can do whatever the hell you want. There's crowds for everything. You can find people that will respect you, and you don't have to to take any shit from anybody else. Like who cares if somebody really cares about you being yourself? Ignore the hell out of them because they don't matter. Money doesn't grow on trees. And the process is much, much longer and harder than you think, okay? I I thought it was going to be quicker. You know, I thought money was going to start coming in. I thought there was all these amazing gold mines out there that you can hit doing stuff on the internet. Because I'm not, I'm not making money doing this stuff. It doesn't grow on trees. The process of getting to where you want to be is so much longer and so much harder than you think. But that's something that you have to accept, Put the effort in. Accept it. I'm just in the beginning. <laughs> I'm sharing everything with you. I'm in the beginning. I'm stepping closer and closer to try to get to that life that I love. The one where I can travel freely, work from my laptop, not have a schedule other than the one that I create. So quit being a baby. Get off that tit, guys. Put in the effort and the cheddar cheese will come. You can be a baller after all, guys. You can be an OG. You can do it all. Education is your savior. There's no excuse for this one. You have the internet. Educate yourself, okay? There are so many resources and tools out there. I don't want to hear any excuses on, 
I can't do this. I can't do that. Anything you need to know is on the internet. So don't sit around and wait for the perfect tool. Okay? Making an excuse because you lack a tool is such bullshit. Suck it up. Find the dedication and put in the time. If you don't have the dedication in the first place, the tool won't even matter. It won't. After you realize this, you'll be able to work towards purchasing those tools. Okay? Realize it and you can work towards purchasing those tools. But don't wait for the perfect tool. Don't make an excuse because you lack that tool. Okay, suck it up and do it. Write down your ideas. Yes, write them down. I wouldn't get through any day. I wouldn't get through an hour if I didn't write things down, okay? They can be distracting, ultra-distracting ideas. But if you take a break and write them down, it will flush them out of your head and allow you to focus on your main tasks for the day. You can go back to the ideas later. I know you'll sit there trying to complete something. You got this other idea. You want to jump on it. That's all you can think about. You can't get the task done that you're working on right now. It's a distraction. Write it down. Then you know you can go back to it later. And you can finish doing what you're doing. Failing is better than quitting. You should always try and finish your projects or whatever you may be working on even if it requires writing it off as a failure. Okay, this came from Nathan Barry, and, and I love him. I, I highly suggest everybody to follow him. He's got great insight. The failures that you have a crossroad with, that you come in contact with, they will be the foundation of your success. Write them off as failures if they're not going to work, okay? That's fine. Everybody builds success from failures. Everybody learns from things that didn't necessarily work out. I know everyone usually just discusses the successes, but these are these are all built on the back of failures. It's better than quitting. Don't quit. Don't just drop out. Literally write it off as a failure. And you can learn from it. And one last thing that I highly suggest is just find humor in everything. Everything. Find humor in it. No matter what the situation is that arises, just look at it and laugh. Like, just try it out. Uh, I didn't know this. I think I pulled this from, uh, I read it in a book or something. It might have been Timothy Ferris thing. I'm not sure, but if you look at something that's terrible, and just try laughing at it, it will almost every time lighten the mood. It works. I know it, I know it sounds weird, but try it out sometimes. It'll blow your mind how much the method can change your life. Uh, it's worked for me. Even when like I'm in an argument with, with a girlfriend or a family member or something, I just start laughing. You know, It might make them a little mad, and I'm like, no, listen, it's not that serious, okay? Uh, it's just funny that people argue about stuff like this. It, it, it's true. So all of these topics, I just kind of gave you an overview, but I'll be covering all of these in depth in the future and keeping you updated on exactly what I'm doing and why. So thanks thanks for listening to this. And uh, I promise to always try and make you smile, little boys and girls. And I hope that you'll check out the website at artsynow.com and, and just keep up with some of this stuff because I will be posting blogs on that. This will actually be a text blog on the website as well. 
if you want to go back and check it out. Uh, but for now, ponder on those star- thoughts and start thinking about the changes you can make in your life. You know, I want to help open your eyes to what is possible, but I also want you to see that nothing just happens overnight. Okay, I'm trying to be as blunt and straightforward as possible. And overnight success takes 10 years in the making. And I'm just in the, be- in the beginning, guys. I'm just in the baby steps. So it's time to get out there and take some action. Do a little boogie woogie. Do a little nudie pogo stick dance. Do a little shaky shake, a jive. High five the neighbors that hate you. Uh, return some emails from five years ago. Attach a picture of Borat in your signature. I'm going to put that on the website post, a picture of Borat in his little bikini hammock. Put that in an email and send it to somebody important and just laugh at it. Guys, have fun. Uh, do something fun. Go to the coffee shop and order the biggest, blackest coffee you can get and say it like that. I want the biggest, blackest, and then pause for a little bit and say coffee that you have. <laughs> Think about the look that you'll get back from doing that, but you only have one shot, okay? So get out there and work. Get off the tit. Do something with your life and definitely hit me up. Twitter, HB underscore Armstrong. I appreciate you listening and... Thanks for keeping it funky. And always remember to keep it heady. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur Now podcast. For all the show notes and more information, please visit artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Thank you. The music for this podcast was provided by Shaky Feeling out of Ventura, California. For more information, please visit shakyfeeling.com. Keep it funky.